This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. He is an empowerment artist and a humologist, and he believes that love is the solution to everything. Rob Howes, welcome to the show. Mark, thank you for having me. I love it. You know, I've been following you on LinkedIn for a while, and we need more positivity that you spread because 2020 hasn't been a good year for a lot of people. But even before 2020, a lot of people are like, they're like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. We want more people to be Tiggers than Winnie the Poohs. We want people to be happy. So I appreciate you shining your light on the world because we need more people like you. Oh, thank you, Mark. I mean, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, we need light, you know, we, we all need it. So. Any contribution I can give, I'm, I'm on it. I love it. So what is a humologist? Because before I talk to you, I never heard of that word. So what is a humologist? Well, a humologist is someone who practices humology. And humology is humans and technology. We're all wow. humologists, you know, and it's essentially how humans interact with technology. And we've been using technology for thousands of years. I mean, the first rock that created fire was a form of technology. And obviously we've now advanced ourselves to saying, Hey, uh, Alexa, bring me some Coke uh, and Coca-Cola shows up at your house, you know, but hmm. as a matter of fact, Alexa, don't do that. I forgot she was on. So <laughs> you see, and so as a humologist understanding, you know, how to utilize the technology from its simplest forms to even complex forms is very important and exciting to me. I love that that happened because we are an all Apple family. We have iPhones, iPads, Apple TV. We have an HomePod. So we have to be very careful when we say, hey, her name, because my watch will go off, my phone will go off. And so I hit to say the lady from <laughs> Apple. It's amazing that this technology has made us, uh, you know, helped us so much, but it also helps us disconnect because now we don't know phone numbers anymore. We just say, hey, oh. lady call my father and he, and she calls for me and yes. it's like, I don't know his phone number. I just, I tell her to call. And so I think we have a little bit of disconnect because I mean, technology is great, but I'm always saying technology is a blessing and a curse. Yeah, it, def it definitely is. You know, it's just like a scalpel, you know, a scalpel can be used to literally save a person's life with the surgeon's hand, you know, and doing that heart surgery or the scalpel can cut your throat and you're dead. You know, it's like, it's two ways it can be used Te technology is like that. And you can get overwhelmed by it, uh, you can abuse it, and it, it will abuse you, or you can take the other road. I'm sure you've got some questions and thoughts, but, you know, it's all about your choices, essentially. Your choices drive, you know, the, uh, the outcome, cause yeah. and effect. Yeah. So now you believe that love is the solution to everything. Of course, the Beatles had that world-famous song. All you need is love. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, but it's interesting because love, you know, people, you know, if you're not really tuned into the things we are tuned in, you think, well, I love this TV show and I love toasted cheese sandwiches and I love my wife. Well, it's not the same kind of love. The Bible says there's three different kinds of loves. And so let's talk a little bit about love because I think we need more love in this world. I think there's too much hatred. That's why I love Twitter. That's why I love Facebook. That's why I love Instagram. People are so angry, whether about yeah. COVID or social yeah. injustice or about the elections. You know, there's a way, there's a way to be, okay, I don't agree with what you're saying, but we can do it in love and not in hatred. Yeah. You know, love, like un unconditional caring, um, some definitions of love. It's an intense, an intense feeling of deep affection, 
You know, uh, love is, you know, putting someone else before yourself sometimes. Yes. Uh, love is that thing. And it may sound corny, but you just think and do better when you use it. You know, love is what will keep a marriage together or it will fall apart. Love is a reason why companies rise and fall because there's no love with inside of the organization. Trust and believe there's going to be bickering and jealousy and everything else. And that corrodes. Love is the answer to viruses because love allows us to communicate better. And then that's how we come up with antidotes and solutions and vaccines quicker. Now, you mentioned COVID-19. We've been going through this since like late February, early March. And the one thing I miss now, I live with my wife and so we don't wear masks at home. We still do the the I won't say public the face of, of affection because it's not public, but I think people are really missing that. I don't think people are really putting their finger on it, but we miss seeing people's smiles. You know, we wear masks now. People miss, you know, giving handshakes and hugs and stuff like that. So talk a little bit about how that is so important as we talk about love. Yeah. You know, that interaction, that human interaction is imperative for us. That's how we've, th we've thrived and will thrive, you know, into the future. You know, and these masks obviously are holding that back. But we, we have this technology. Again, now as a humologist, you know, I'm, I'm helping to educate people, companies and everyone that, you know, communication is, is imperative and we can do it. We have Zoom. We have all these technologies that we can continue to still uh, interact with each other on a more personal level, you know, interacting with each other, supporting each other. And this is the way we move forward. And the reason why I said love is the answer to, to everything, because essentially it is. It's the beginning of the, it starts the conversation off on the right page, right? You got, we know about cause and effect, but we're in a new age now. We're, we're causing the effect, okay? And we can be mindful of that causing. I got that from Dr. Joe Dispenza, by the way. And we're, we are, but we are causing the effect, you know, with our intentions. And if we, if our intentions are the seed of that, is love. If the root is love, wait a minute, that's going to hold up. That's going to hold up during the situations, the trials, the, tri the tribulations. Yeah. Hmm. Do you know who Par Paul Harvey was? Hmm. Paul Harvey. Yeah. He's the guy who used to say, uh, Paul Harvey used to do a five minute newscast and he'd always send good day. And he, he was back in the seventies and eighties. And I grew up listening to him. And back then there was no internet. There was, you know, people only had three TV stations. He became really famous because mm. the way he talked, uh, go, go on YouTube and look at Paul, Paul Harvey, his voice mm. was, he would paint pictures with his voice. And I think we have lost that in our day and age now. We just assume that everyone knows what a car is or what a bus is or what a plane is. There are people who've never flown. There are people who live in tribes in Africa and they love their tribes. They don't want yeah. any modern technology. Yeah. And so he was able to bring to life images in words. And mm. the reason why I bring it up because we're talking about communication yeah. and I don't think we always need to be on FaceTime. We don't always need to be sending pictures. Sometimes we can just have a conversation and paint mm -hmm. a very vivid picture with our words. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Very vivid, very vivid and get communication and, and creates that understanding. Uh, and, that, and the understanding is really the beginning to everything as well. It's the beginning. Yes. I, 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 understanding is the beginning of the end of this social unrest, 
You know, there's been stuff that's been happening. And, I re- and really, there's a lot of misunderstanding. And the more we begin to understand the history, um, our future and being present, this is how we're able to move together in unison. Hey there, it's Mark, and I will coach you for less than $2 a day, plus give you access to a group coaching call every single month. For more information, visit MrProductivity.com. Yeah, and you know, the funny thing you mentioned, uh, I was just thinking about that, the misunderstanding. I wonder what would have happened as, you know, with George Floyd and all this stuff came across. If people from both sides sat down and talked and mm-hmm. said, look, we have an issue. Because I remember right after George Floyd happened, like the day before all the, the violence broke out, people mm-hmm. were, everyone's saying black, white, green, orange, purple, didn't matter. This is wrong. Mm-hmm. But then it erupted into violence. And I think that's not going to solve anything. I think what no. would have solved that both sides would say, look, at we have a problem. How do we solve it together? Do you agree with that? Oh, my goodness. A hundred percent. And uh, Lisa Nichols, if you know who she is, she was one of the one of the uh, authors or speakers, a part of The Secret, you know, years ago. But she's done amazing, amazing things since then. But she actually released a movie called Let's Grow. Um, her and um, some other fine individuals, um, a movie called Let's Grow. If you go to letsgrowmovie.com, you'll see it. And it's about literally it's a black man and a white man it's done in poetry right black man and white man sitting across the table talking to at talking to each other about where they're coming from and it starts off you know on the wrong side of the tracks but by the end they come to the right side of the tracks just agreeing to level up their understanding and that is what it's all about and so it's a powerful film definitely go take a look at it and i was blessed because the moment i saw the trailer i wrote a song for it I sent it to them, and next thing you know, the song that my wife and I did is now a part of the movie. It's really freaking fantastic. (laughs) It's like like really good, dude. I was like, wow. So it's just, this is perfect timing for people who care, you know, to come together, align in love, and then watch those seeds grow. Yeah, that that is, man, that's so powerful what you just said. I mean, incredibly, I, I want people to really tune in to what you're saying, because here's the thing. There is no perfect person on this planet anymore. He he came here and he's gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're all gonna we're all failing. We all have good days. We all have bad days. We all say stupid things. But you know, common sense isn't always common practice. And I think we need to stop and go, wait a minute. It, how can I best make a change here? And I think a lot of people, I would say probably a high percentage of people don't want the violence. A high percentage mm-hmm. of people say, look, at, let's just talk as human beings. Because I got to believe, Rob, if we were invaded by a bunch of Martians, all the human beings, black, white, green, orange, purple, would all come together and save, save uh, Earth. You better but believe now, it. the same people are fighting amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe you. It's so funny you said that. We would definitely come together so quick. You would see racism will be ended, you know, instantly. But you know, I do believe that 2020 has accelerated us to this point. Like for the first time, there's been more people that have said, you know what, this isn't right. And I do believe it's because they got a chance to see, you know, the, they got to watch the knee on the neck. They got to see the, the, the acts of inhumaneness. And so as a real human, you're like, wait a minute. And I honestly believe more people are waking up to this. So we're headed into into a direction because there's so much transparency now. You can't get away with almost anything. And people are waking up 
This is the mindfulness era, by the way. So this is the mindfulness era where people are most awake. We've had literally the first time in history of life, the entire globe was shut down and sat down. So people have had a lot of time to think. So now if their minds are open, which a lot are, they want what's best for the future of this existence. So Mark, I think we're, I think we're on, I know we're on the right page. I, I agree with that. And one of the things I, one of the things I did, they, they did right. Whoever made this decision. So I'm using they as, I don't know who actually did it when they started having officers wear body cameras. Okay. Because a lot of people that were getting hurt or their family members were being killed. There was no evidence. It was the, the officers, you know, word against the other families word. Mm-hmm. And I think body cameras are great. My problem is when there is a, a shooting, a fatal shooting, and the officer who did the shooting said, oh, I forgot to turn my body camera on. Oh, it wasn't working. I think that the people, the family has a right to be upset because mm-hmm. the body cam, it, it, I, if you're doing the right thing then and you got evidence, I think it would calm people down. But what's happened is we're seeing, not all the time, but we're seeing cases where the, the fatal shot comes from somebody who forgot to turn the camera on. And that's one thing I don't understand. Those cameras should be on all the time when you're in the car. Okay, you're going to scene. You shouldn't have to turn them on. And mm-hmm. I think that would go a long way because if someone gets shot and they could go, okay, this is what this is what the person was doing. Oh, now I see. But when the evidence is not there, then it goes back to he said, she said. Then you have this problem bubbling up. So it goes mm-hmm. back to communication. The body camera is a method of communication. Mm-hmm. This is what really happened. But if you're hiding it, you know, I think that's a problem. Now, I would never want to be a police officer because you have to make decisions in split seconds. Most of us mm-hmm. could never make those kind of decisions. But I think if we just use the word transparency, just be honest, this is what happened. Here's the evidence. And yep. then, every, OK, I, I get it now. But when you start hiding things, now you're not being transparent. Now people are going, OK, what are you hiding? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I, it's, it's so interesting. I, I had this idea get birthed to me. I was talking with a lot of my, you know, Congress friends and, and people in politics because I was, was thinking about bills that can be passed. And what can we do in regards to legislation to really support this? And I was thinking about something called a transparency reform program. And essentially what it is, is uh, and this is what all the precincts, police departments would use. And essentially, it's like a quarterly check in. Uh, you have emotional intelligence training. You have uh, it's there is a deliberate um, attempt for diversity. However, you whatever the terminology is that you are deliberately looking to to um, diversify the culture within inside your organization and inside inside your precincts. Because if you have more people that look different, then they'll begin to uh, understand each other. It's just sometimes it's just spending time with things you haven't or people you haven't spent time with to begin to start understanding people's cultures. And anyway, there's a whole good side to that. But this transparency reform program, the the diversity and the emotional intelligence training, I mean, emotional intelligence is the most important thing on the planet before intelligence. I don't care how smart you are. If you're not able to emotionally regulate yourself, then you're just going to be running around based off the impulses. And that's kind of what we're seeing. And so based off of the structure, you know, you would know if someone's not fit. You know, if someone's not fit to go out there with with, with a weapon, we would have a more a better understanding if we had uh, programs that were in place to support that idea. You know what I mean? I, I do, and I believe change needs to happen, but we need to do this change together. And mm-hmm. I also mm-hmm. believe I respect our law enforcement. Me I too. think 
that 99% of them are good. But what happens is you have those four officers in Minneapolis. They ruin it for all the police officers because what they did was wrong. They True. murdered George Floyd. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. Anyone who says that he wasn't murdered, you better go to the psychiatrist. There's something mm-hmm. wrong with you. Okay. But that is the minority. The problem is. No one looks at all the good that the police officers are doing. That's true. They look at the bad apples. And mm-hmm. I understand why, because if it leads, it bleeds. They talk about it in the news. No one's going to say, hey, we're all safe today because of law enforcement. But I think we all need to come together and say, right. look, at all this violence, this looting, this anger, that's not going to solve a problem. Let's take representatives on both sides. And let's, like you said, let's come up with this program that says, look, at let's hold them accountable. But you can't. I mean, these people are saying defund the police. No, no, no. That's why really defund the police because what happens if you get attacked and there's no police around? So I don't think that's the answer. Yeah. But I don't think keeping it the way it is now is the answer. We need to have a change, but everyone needs to be involved. A- absolutely, and that's just that's just terrible wording. You know, defund the police, defund who takes care of us and protects us. Are you kidding me? What What you want to say something is maybe reallocate the the funds and see where they're going, and maybe use the funds. Not maybe. How about we use the funds? Funds, you know, to support the initiatives that we're like we're talking about now, and that you know are going to be beneficial. But anyway, I, you know, I'm, I'm with you, and I, I think you know it's, it's all about perspective. But I believe if everyone just does their part, you know, starting with love again, starting with love in mind. If we do this, we'll all wind up, you know, at least closer than than further apart. One of the benefits of being a subscriber to my email newsletter is you get access to free weekly training from me. To sign up for my email newsletter, just go to MrProductivity.com. 100%. So let's go back to humans and technology because yeah. I'm 55 years old. I did not grow up with technology unless you want to count the you know the TV. I mean, we didn't even have a VCR when I was born. I mean, there, there was none of what we have now. These people, this day and age, I don't know how old you are, Rob, but... Um, 46. 46. So you're pretty close to me. 74. So you remember a time yeah. when there was no internet and there was uh, no cable TV and stuff uh-huh, like that. Uh-huh. I, I think, like I said earlier, technology is blessing the curse. But I've been doing a lot of research on how much time people spend on their phones or watching social media like YouTube and Instagram or what have you. And what's happening is every time you use this technology, your brain is getting a dopamine hit. And the problem with the dopamine hit is the more you get the dopamine hit, the more you need of it. It's kind of like cocaine mm-hmm. or some other drug mm-hmm. like that. You have to keep mm-hmm. getting more of it. So you spend more time on social media, you spend more time watching TV. And we need to, I believe, and I want to let you think of this, I think we need to take some breaks away from social media and technology, period. Maybe we just go out for walks with no technology and just go for a walk and then observe nature or, mm-hmm. you know, just call someone on the phone and, you know, just have a conversation. I think we've become so addicted and it is addiction with being on technology all the time. Yeah, it, it is. And if, if you don't, if you don't take breaks, you are going to literally burn your brain up. You know, that's literally what's going to happen. I have a system for how I use my technology. Like, so when I, when I wake up in the morning, you know, I listen to take my shower and I listen to, you know, whatever it is, something, it's the, something that's either inspiring, educating, empowering, something of that direction. And I'm not looking at any emails or texts or I'm not looking at anything. And not until then my wife wakes up and we go for a walk. Then I come back and I'll start doing some things. Um, and then at nighttime I, I unplug. And then very often I'll walk and I walk with nothing in my ears. I just walk, you know, I'll get about 12, 12 to 15,000 steps a day, you know, and I, because I take a lot of meetings too. If it's a Zoom call or something, I'll, I'll walk with it. But my point is take those times away with nothing. Just walk. 
and breathe, you'd be amazed what your brain and your mind will start to do. See, because as you're watching Facebook and you're, you're responding, you're, you know, you got impulses, you, know, you got these cause and effects in your brain. You got 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. And then with all these other impulses, your brain is getting jacked up. It's fine if you take a break. So what happens though, when you, when you do that reset, just think about how when, you know, your computer's acting crazy, you know, and then you just, sometimes it's just a reset. Your phone is acting crazy. Just got to do a reset. Well, this is the most complex computer in the history of that we know, the human mind. <laughs> okay. 100%. So got to reset that thing. <laughs> and I'll tell you, about a month ago, I started going for my daily runs. I'm a daily runner and my daily walks without headphones. And a couple things really resonated with me right, right away. Did you know that birds chirp? Oh. Did, did you know that wind makes a sound when it goes to the trees? It's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I'd always be listening to music or a podcast mm-hmm. or an audiobook, and I'm like, oh my gosh. But something else happened. And when I read Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk, which I highly recommend everyone to go out and get and read, he says you don't have to always meditate in a lotus position. If you're out on a long walk and you don't have headphones in, that's like meditating because then your brain is like, it's letting go. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to do more of that. We we need to embrace silence. It seems like in our always on world now, we always had to have something on music, the news, YouTube or something. Yep. But there's something to be said about being quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Stillness. You're so right. Stillness. Stillness is a very, very powerful thing. Just think about it. You know, if you have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, right? Just think about every thought like a car on the highway of your mind, right? And just think, some of those cars are honking horns like crazy. Some of them are shooting out words that are explicit. Some cars, you know, it's gas. They need to not be on the road, but they're out there. It's all over the place. Now, think about all those cars. When you go into stillness, think about all those cars. Think about those cars vanishing. When you go into stillness, you remove all the cars. Now it's just you in the highway. Now you can take your deep breaths, your five seconds in, five seconds out. You'd be amazed what that do, what that does. I call, I call that the power pause. Like if someone does something to you or something happens or you read an email or before you respond, take a power pause. Yeah. Five seconds in, five seconds out. Your perspective will have upgraded. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We've got to stop doing knee jerk re- responses on text messages, emails. You know, just like you said, the power pause is so important because your first reaction may be of anger, but if you take a power pause and go, oh, wait a minute, that's not what they meant. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to come from a different spot. But a lot of people, they're in the knee jerk reaction all day long. And that's part of the problem because, oh, yeah, they fire back. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. the person goes, that's not what I meant. But now you offended me. So mm-hmm. they send an email or text to you and makes it, then you got this whole thing going on. When if you would have take, taken a power pause and go, wait a minute, did he really mean that? Right. Oh, no, I know this guy. He wouldn't have meant it. Maybe he typed the wrong word, but yeah. you jumped to the conclusion and now you got a problem on your wow. hand. So good. So good, man. Power pause has probably saved my marriage, you know? <laughs> I got I to gotta take some advice from you. I got I to gotta learn that because sometimes my <laughs> wife will say something and I'll misunderstand her, which is my fault. And I react on my misunderstanding instead of what she actually meant. So the power pause is really important. You go, uh, okay, but before I react, did you really mean that? Yeah. Oh, 
didn't mean that. Okay. Phew. And you, you solved yep. that problem. So yep. 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 Oh, that, that's awesome. The power pause. Okay. What I want to do now right now, uh, Rob, is I want to let you be the host of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. And okay. I want you to ask me one or two questions. The only rules are you can't ask me for my social security number, or my credit card numbers, but this is something fun. I like to do because yeah. I don't know what questions you're going to ask me. Yeah. So you are now the host. So what questions do you have for me, sir? So, Mark, man, I'm not only the host, but I just became a genie, right? And this genie is going to grant you one wish. And, of course, the one thing you can't wish for is? Money. <laughs> or more wishes. <laughs> right. So I can answer money. Okay. Yeah, you got some money. But this, honestly, if you could have one wish and this would come true no matter what it is, what would this wish of yours be? I wish that we could get rid of all the anger and the hatred and animosity in our world. We're all fighting amongst each other and we would just all take power pauses and go, look it, let's come up with a solution together. I think all this yelling on social media and in person, it's not getting us anywhere. So I would wish that there would be peace that would just flow across this uh, world of ours, the entire world, all eight billion plus million of uh, eight billion plus of us, mm. and we would just realize, hey, we're all humans. I don't care what language you speak, I don't care what country you're from. We are all human beings. We are all put here not to fight with one another. We are all hit put here, ready for it, to love one another. Mm. That's great. Yeah, see, I used your word there. I yeah, used it yeah, answer. yeah. That's good, man. That's good. All right. Okay. Second question, Mark. You got people. You got, you got someone out there who's thinking about starting a business, or they're just getting started, and they're new. And like, man, this is what's some advice you would give to them? Because I'm sure they need it. Don't try to do it alone. I'm going to date myself, but the Lone Ranger. Do you remember the Lone Ranger? Oh, Tonto. Yes, Hiatano. Nobody does it alone. So don't think that you have to create your business alone. I would highly recommend you get involved in a great platform you and I are both on, LinkedIn, mm -hmm. and just say, hey, follow some thought leaders. Don't go up to them saying, hey, can you help me for free? What you do is you follow them, learn at the footsteps of the master. And the second thing I would say is be patient. This is one thing I learned from Gary Vaynerchuk. Patience is underappreciated. Mm. You know, Facebook wasn't built last week. Okay. Mm -hmm. It took years to build Facebook and Amazon. Amazon started with just selling books. Now they sell anything. Okay. Yep. A lot of people want to, uh, this is an old movie reference. They want to, hey, if I build the field, they will come. No, they won't. You Just because you hang your shingle out, they ain't going to come because mm -hmm. they don't know who you are. So be patient. Give yourself grace. Don't work too hard. Make sure you're having those those power pauses in your in your life. Realize you're gonna have good days and good hours and good minutes, and you'll have bad days and hours and minutes. And just realize it's a process. You're not gonna get it figured out one day. You're not a Walmart opening up and nobody's gonna flock to you. So just give yourself patience. I think that's something I struggled with when I became an entrepreneur back in 2005. I just assumed. Mark Stuchowski's an entrepreneur. I would be a billionaire within a week. It didn't happen, okay? Because <laughs> I, it, I wasn't patient. I literally thought, Rob, that by me going into business, I would be successful in like a matter of days. Hmm. And you got to realize there is a process. Nobody becomes 
a success overnight unless you're a trust fund baby. And I don't know how many more of those <laughs> left in the world. Everyone else has to work. Yeah. Yes, Tony Robbins started with one follower. Mm-hmm. So did Brendan Burchard, so did Mark Cuban, so did Elon Musk. We all started with one. They didn't start with millions of followers. We all start with one, then yeah. two, then three. And so just give yourself some grace. Give yourself permission to fall down and get back up again. Yes. I would tell them. I love it. Give yourself permission to fail forward. Yes. That's yes. it, man. Well, thank you so much for being a uh, a uh, host of the Marsh Chesky podcast. I really appreciate it. Was that fun for you? Oh, I loved it, man. Yeah, invite me back again. <laughs> so the final question I have for you is where can we go to find out more about Rob House? You know, LinkedIn is, I would say, the best place. But, you know, there's some good news. Um, I am also the number one Rob House on Google. Hey, everybody. That is some fantastic news. We've, we're celebrating this. There is Rob House in Atlanta. He was pretty close, but I got onto the internet a little bit earlier than he did. So uh, if you Google me, you'll find me. Nice. And of course, that's H O W Z E. I am the number one Mark Stucheski. Uh, actually, I'm the only Mark Stucheski. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't have any competitors in, in Atlanta. <laughs> else. Wow, man. Uh, fantastic. I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. It was an absolute delight having you on, hearing your insights. And thank you so much uh, for sharing everything you did with us today. Mark, thank you, man, for having me on the show and providing such a wonderful platform for people to get wisdom. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Find out how I can coach you for less than a dollar a day. No joke. And also, you can get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens at mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.